We are talking about a comic book, which we all read. If you did not also read this comic book, be aware we may talk about the events that happen inside of it. If this is going to make you sad, you should read the comic book first. That's like playing pretend with five-year-olds. Oh, that Spider-Man, he was just a clone. Did I just have a stroke? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. I have tough skin, apparently. I did not know I had this power. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. What we did not know was that Nikolai Tesla was the original designer of the Fleshlight. Make it, make it, do it, makes us... Welcome everybody to episode 76 of the Trade Seekers Podcast. I'm your host Luke Matthews, and today we are here with the full crew of... Uh, <laughs> it's a mystery to everybody. Yeah, it's, it's not mine. It was. I mean, Luke hair. Luke hair on my <laughs> Yeah, mic. because because the shaved head is really and it, and uh, it, and conducive went, to dumping hair on hair. people's it microphones. Went in my mouth. Mm, should lick that <laughs> shit. There's protein there. <laughs> Hey, I just want to say I miss you guys a lot. Andy and Joel, make sure both of your mics are on because you're not coming mm. through. Hey. Hey. There hey. you go. That's better. Hey. hey. So, we're, so, we're just soft spoken. So like I was saying, right? I miss you guys a lot. Yeah. Oh, I saw Ann at PAX and I like almost jumped in Ann's lap. I was so happy to see Ann <laughs> because, because because like she well she I saw us there though. No, well, okay, no. I so the last <laughs> podcast all, everybody else was here except for Anne, and I. The book that we read, the uh, oh yeah, the Velvet. black black Bird, canary black canary book. Yeah. Oh, black I really wanted Anne to be here for that. And then, like, I think Anne missed the last two or something. Yeah, I th- we've yeah. been yeah. we've been alternating. So when I saw Anne, I think I almost knocked her over, and she was like, <laughs> "Oh God, Eddie." <laughs> <laughs> It's like Who a is large, this person? He's like, oh god! I was like, I'm so happy. I'd also been drinking a little bit too. I could tell. No. I was, I was Believe like, it or not, I was no, like, yeah, you were drinking I'm, it. Past. I'm so happy to see you. Were you channeling Powerful. your inner me. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was. I'm so happy to see you. 10 a.m. That's a perfect time for a first drink of the day. There's five o'clock somewhere. Cool. Lucky I can't drink right now. Mm. You can drink right now. <laughs> yeah, you're in Eddie. You're in Andy's <laughs> apartment, apartment, Eddie. So what? I can drink right that now. Sounds like a brilliant idea. I'll be right back. Hey, you have any Woodford? I am trying to figure out the sound. Anyway, we are <laughs> in se- episode 76 of the Trade Seekers podcast, and today we are talking about a comic book that Andy suggested called Jersey Gods. Note the phrasing um, of that. Oh yeah, uh, this is Jersey the, Gold. The, this is not a. This is not a. Um, thank you, Andy. This is I'm blaming Andy. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Waving bottles of fucking <laughs> bourbon around. Making it rain. Um, <laughs> so before we get started on that, though, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of... It's written by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dolph Lundgren. What? 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 <laughs> no, we. Uh, my my favorite piece of news from the last week is, is very clearly the... Um, the uh, Alan Moore has has come out and said that he is writing a a one. He has written a one million word novel. One million one words. One million. million. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. And they're in all caps. All, <laughs> all million caps. of them. Um, With no know, punctuations. Yeah, and you know it's funny. It doesn't. It that sounds like a lot, and and it is definitely a lot for a single book. You, you think about other. Isn't that like two and a half for like Game of Thrones books? Well, that's what I was going to say. It's it's like maybe it's maybe two wheel of time books, okay. right? So so it's 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 interesting in that. No, it's like ten. Ten constructs. Um, 
So it's like eight thousand single comic book issues. Yeah, it's it's a fucking lot of words. Now, don't get me wrong. It does. <laughs> what's funny about this is it's not. It's getting publicity because it's a single novel and because it's fucking Alan Moore, right? And I he's a hermit that's been raving in a cave against the world for under, three years under a rock. Apparently, <laughs> right? we want to read his mad ravings. Uh, I don't really want to read his mad ravings. So, yes, folks, I did write a one million word novel. It was called Jerusalem. Uh, I wrote it. I wrote it because uh, quantity is now my only uh, path to <laughs> publicity because quality is no longer part of my repertoire. Um, I would like you to know that uh, one is one million words long and uh, judging by the trajectory of my career, uh, it is entirely likely that it will be 100 hours of the most privileged, uh, racist, anti-Semitic uh, reading of your life. Hey, Alan, and, uh, are you aware that you can save 10% on car insurance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think if you actually said that to Alan Moore, his beard would just like come forth and strangle you. <laughs> I got a guy that wants to talk to you. His name is the Geico Lizard. My, uh, my goal with this novel was actually to uh, oust Mein Kampf in that regard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I just so, this is the struggle of Alan Moore. Yeah, yes. I, I, <laughs> Alan Moore's million Moore. word struggle. His million word struggle. Uh, Do you think the beard has grown internally at this point? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I mean, it has it's to. Right? Like, it's like a, a brain parasite. Maybe no, it's he a actually no. is like swamp thing, except he's beard thing. Yeah. Beard. Maybe Ooh. it's a, maybe it's his own he's trying sentient. to become cousin it. He's become his own episode of Tales from the Crypt. It's its own like, sentient <laughs> organism. That's what it is. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, literally, it, it, it. He's just in his own little weird. He's in his own world. Fucking racist echo chamber, writing words, and <laughs> it, Which it sucks just doesn't. I liked his early work. Yeah, everyone liked his early work, and that uh, a really good. Like, if you ever want to to have a really good um, example of Alan Moore's heyday and then decline read the entirety of of the league of extraordinary gentlemen yeah, books. Very don't true. read black like, dossier Just that's what i'm that's what i'm don't. saying like you read and there was one after black dossier too i'm pretty sure well there was, a, was like the year ones yeah okay. right right like like uh 1969 was holy shit you thought black dossier was bad Wow, nineteen sixty nine. I feel so justified in having only read the first two and then ignored it forever. Yeah, that's. Um, I own the first two, and even the second one is not as good as the first I one. Love but the second one, but it's not bad. It has a good coherent plot line, right? And then Black Dossier is like, what the, what fuck, the fuck are you doing? How does this relate in any way? And then the year ones that came out, uh, those were only a few years ago. Those were only like oh yeah. uh, nine or two thousand ten, and yeah. they were. They were horrendous. Oh my god! Couldn't have been any bad. worse than the movie. <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, the movie true. doesn't really count movie. though. Let, let's like, take a, a a book that's based on penny novel characters yeah. from England and throw Billy the Kid and who was the other one? And uh, Tom, Tom Sawyer. Sawyer. Tom, Tom Sawyer. Sawyer. Yeah. No, that's because it's not point. American enough. And the Billy and the <laughs> other guy they threw in there. Um, what's what's the 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 painting guy like the oh, Dorian, Dorian Gray. Gray Dorian Gray, Dorian Gray. Was, was in the original. Yeah. Was he? Because yeah. I don't remember him. I, it's been a long time since I've read that book. I don't remember Dorian Gray being in it. But whatever. the thing is, if they'd done a straight up adaptation from the first trade, it would have been great. Yeah. 
Hmm. I feel like they just kept all the same yeah. characters, fired the writers, hired monkeys with typewriters, and there you <laughs> it go. It was the best of times. It was well, the blurst of times. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? I, Burn! It, it really was just them... I'm trying to Americanizing it, Americanize it because they didn't think that American audiences would understand the British. You don't read British literature. Like, because I, I, I admit, I know who Alan Quartermain is, and I am familiar with Alan Quartermain. I haven't read, but I've watched, I, I watched the movies. There was an Alan Quartermain movie with Sharon Stone <laughs> in it, and um, they were fun, stupid, like, movies that, of course, when they came out, people were like, oh, this is just a fucking copy of Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's like yes, a copy know, of two hundred. That's like, dude, dude, such so ripping off Lord of the Rings, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it, it's just as backward <laughs> bullshit. And what You're I, looking at me like as someone who ad- like adapts lesser known fairy tales as as like that's my jam, right? Uh, I I think it doesn't matter if your audience knows the specific tale it's from. It's like, is your thing that you're making coherent? Yeah. And either either the person who is who is watching it will just be like, oh, that's a nice story, derp. Or like, huh, so I hear this comes from a book. Maybe I'll check out the book. I've watched, I just, uh, I've been to a theater and, and watched movies that apparently were adaptations, and I had no idea. Like, I, I thought, you know, it was an original idea, mm-hmm. and, uh, and knew nothing about the characters, nothing about the backstory or anything. Watched it and was like, huh, that was, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Last Man Standing was an original idea, and I loved it. <laughs> Actually, that's... Based on a fistful of dollars. Yeah. Was, was that an original idea? No, no. that was actually based on <laughs> Yojimbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and you know, and then uh then like Anne said, like I'm like, Oh, there's a book? Okay, well let me check out what the book's about or you know, it's, it's like all right. think about there's watching a- Oh Brother Where Art Thou if you had no context for like the Odyssey. Yeah. It's still a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps you will be inspired to like go check out the well, Odyssey. Well that's that's uh, right now there is a perfect example of that with uh with Edge of Tomorrow. Like yeah. there's a ton of people who probably don't all know that that's Kill. Based on a Japanese book called "All You Need Is Kill," and it, um, Yay, it's queen bitch. it's very apparent you when you watch kill. the movie. Oh it is so Japanese, and yeah. it is so fantastically well done. But but that's a good example of one where it's like, yeah, it's based on something, but it they make it coherent and mm-hmm. they make it they you know yeah they add some Americanization to it, especially with the military aspects of it. Yeah. But it's like it stands on its own. Yeah, I like I like the idea of Matt Wagner being like, "Have you ever read a book called Beowulf?" No, why? You should read my book, Grendel. You'll love it. It's all original. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely original. I um oh I recently so I recently saw two comic book movies. Um, one was Assault on Arkham, the was a DC Universe movie. Um, really good in the fact that it's not a Batman story. It oh. is it it is a story about the Suicide Squad. So now, of course, Batman makes a cam- you know makes cameos and he he ends up being, but it's almost like Suicide Squad. Being the protagonist and Batman being the antagonist, it's written. That's it's cool. very, it's very well written, and the voice they use a lot of the original voice actors. So Kevin Conroy is is Batman, and uh, I want to say um, the uh, Joker is Matt Hamill, and oh, yes, yeah, nice. so they 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 go back a little bit. But it's funny because like they, um, Mark Hamill, um, isn't the Joker in the newest Arkham game because. I guess he technically that was his the last Arkham uh, game was considered his last joke thing. Now the what you're watching is filmed before that, so it's it's likely that it's still Mark Hamill. But it's just yeah. I remember um, Troy Baker actually took over. For That's the right. Joker. Troy Baker has taken over so. as the Joker, right? Um, what else has Troy Baker done? 
Uh, infamous. He's the he's infamous, the main Cole, character in Infamous. Cole, second, not no, Cole, no, no, no. Um, second son in Second Son. He's Delson. Delson, Delson Rowe, and Delson he's Rowe. He done a ton of shit. Like you got to look him up game. because he he's like um, yeah yeah. I, Troy Baker is nearly as prolific as um the guy uh, does. Uh, oh fuck, the guy from Cowboy Bebop. The guy. Oh yeah. No, I'm thinking of the guy from Uncharted that did Drake's voice, and I Nathan uh, Hale. Nathan, no, Nathan Drake is the name of the character. Yeah. You're mixing up Nathan Drake and Jennifer Hale. I have no <laughs> idea who Jennifer Hale he is. He made a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, and I also so I rewatched Amazing Solid Snake. I rewatched <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. So my original originally I saw it in the theaters and I was like it it was pretty good. I watched it a second time and it's still good. However, I started realizing there are plenty of parts in that movie where it definitely suffers from poor writing. Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's parts where they're hitting this incline it's like man this is really good and then all of a sudden they do something it's like why would you do that in the middle of this movie to like perfect example the argument between peter parker and uh gwen stacy's father about whether or not spider-man is a vigilante or a hero or whatever but like one peter parker is losing the argument only because he's a kid trying to argue with an adult sort of but like he's smarter obviously because he's a genius but like He's losing the the argument with the with the police chief, so to speak. And it's just I don't know that that whole banter back and forth is very is suffers from poor writing. And then there's there's parts the lizard should not have spoke the entire movie. I think if he would have just been a silent villain, it probably would have been much better. It, it, it didn't bother me. I actually I actually really enjoy that movie, but I've heard nothing but bad things about the sequel. It, like okay, it's not Amazing Spider-Man is not it's definitely not the worst. It's it's good, but I definitely notice a lot of poor writing. Like it's just like poor, which like, is weird because like I thought actually, in it. yeah, I it's it's definitely the pendulum swings farther with that movie because there's definitely some of the best Spider-Man writing in that yes, movie as yes. well. Like especially the way that Peter Parker as Spider-Man is written yes, is yes. way better than the Tobey Maguire yeah, version oh, because yeah. he's his banter is better, his he, comedy is he's better, he dances funny, much, he has, he has yeah. jokes. Yeah, he doesn't do. Dances. That whole movie was just uh, just oh, Sam yeah. Raimi. Abortion is the it, word you're looking for. It, it was Sam the... Raimi did not want to do a third movie, no. and the studio forced him to do a third movie, like, and he yeah, went, what? well, here you go, up. fuck you. It's you a, know? The third movie is, like won't an ask e- for a fourth. is an emo opera of, of bullshit. Um, what were you going to talk about, Anne? We were, like, because well, unless speaking, you have more to say speaking about Speaking of spider film, I just want, like, a brief yeah, moment of squeeze. Spider film. Spider film. Uh, I'll think up the rest of that while you talk. Donald Glover is officially Miles Morales on on Ultimate. Oh, in, on Ultimate the Ultimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Uh, yep. Um, no, I wanted to talk about comics that I read because I read comics. Go ahead. Uh, I've been reading a lot of Straczynski lately because Straczynski. Okay. Been, yeah. uh, I read Ten Grand, which I had mixed feelings about. <laughs> <laughs> I think which you I just expressed <laughs> your feelings by going, <laughs> 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 Yeah, that pretty much what uh, uh, Like, there, there's some really cool aspects of the world building. Uh, it suffers from magical girlfriend who inspired my life and is totally dead now and oh gosh syndrome. Uh, Manic I was gonna say it's totally like halfway between fridging and manic pixie fridged girl. Manic pixie dream (laughs) corpse. Yeah, manic pixie dream corpse. That's totally what's going on. Uh, And that was really irritating to me. I really like that term. Just to let you know. (laughs) Oh god. Uh, But I've also been, which is so I was like "Eh," about that. But I've also been reading um, Supreme Power. Yeah. 
and Isn't that one of Joel's favorites. Yeah, it's great. I'm digging the hell out of it. I mean, it's a it's a sort of overt parody of the DC Justice League on the Marvel Max line, uh, but I think it's really smart and it's a good like one part homage, one part parody. Like I I love. I love their spins on the characters mm-hmm. that, you know, the Superman equivalent Hyperion has sort of grown up in this Truman show like existence for a while. And when he's a teenager, eventually figures it out and is sort of like a government stooge. Um, yeah. And his, and his parents are completely um, actors that were yeah. just thrown in there. Absolutely. They don't love each other. We did the first wow. trade of that for the show, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a long time ago. Man, I must yeah, have missed that was. one. It was that was, it was that was way back two, in like years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say that's single, gotta be single digit single digit episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. Uh, I almost said issue. <laughs> and then I love the Wonder Woman character. Uh, yeah, Did, <laughs> who's just like I'm an elder god. We uh, are here to kill. The Batman character is better because he's that's just very, that shit insane. Very true. Mm-hmm. Oh, so pretty much he's like Owl Man then. He's Malcolm X. Yeah, because that's how Owl Man was in the. Uh, in the other, the alternate universe, he was Batman, but he was just like, he was batshit crazy, ironically. Yeah. But in this one, uh, Batman's parents get killed by rednecks, and so he has an a, agenda against all races out there, so he just goes he is crazy. A, he yeah. is a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Again, against huh. racist people. And he has a That's big great. chip on his shoulder. Really? Big chip, yeah. Yep. And and I appreciate that he's not the only black superhero as well. So yeah. it's not like the one black guy that's on a quest to end yeah. bastard yeah. white people. It's there's yeah. also uh a guy that's like the flash equivalent, except he doesn't really like he's sort of like, I don't know, I just run fast. What am I supposed to do with this? And you know, he has a he has a character arc, he's <laughs> that is learning to fight crime. Fast. That's yeah. actually pretty He's like, I'm sponsored by athletic companies. What do you want? That is actually one of the more common things with Straczynski's writing is are the characters who have powers but don't know what the fuck they're supposed to do with them. Which I think is really um, realistic and lovely. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that I really liked about um, All Stars? Rising Stars. Rising Stars. Uh, Rising Stars was is one of my favorite Straczynski books. Uh, it's a self-contained. It's 24 issues. 24 issues, I think? 24 issues. Yeah, and it's... Um, like there's a character there's it basically what happened is there's it's it's about 110 kids who were in this who were in utero in a town when some event happened yeah. that gave them all powers right and so it follows them from childhood to adulthood through a, a kind of almost watchman like murder mystery where sure. um people start killing off the rising stars right but there's a lot of people there that like there's a there's a woman who has a power that uh she can only affect very... She can, like, telekinetically affect things, but she can only affect very small or light things. Huh. Um, so she can't She can't figure out a way to use her power, but then she ends up getting recruited by the CIA as an assassin because her power is powerful enough to do things like stop someone's heart or oh. um, close their windpipe or, you know, those, those these little things, and right? Um, and then... There's another guy who has he's completely invulnerable, but his invulnerability is generated by a, a basically a feel a, for, a force field that's like a skin tight force field. So one, he can't figure out any way to use his invulnerability because he's not stronger or faster right, or anything. Right. He's I just hard that. to kill. But also the the force field 
um, closes off some of his senses. So his like sense of touch and sense mm. of smell are messed up. But the so the only sense that he has left, you know, aside from sight and hearing, that works is his sense of taste. So he ends up becoming horribly obese because he keeps just eating himself to death. I was really and hoping like, you were going to say a sense of justice. <laughs> sense, <laughs> sense of, of justice. justice. I was. On a, I'm going to sidetrack for a second, then we'll come back. Yeah, it's okay. uh, it's because good. I was watching um, an episode of Nerdist News. Uh, I don't know if anybody watches that. It's just a, it's a daily show with Jessica Chobot, f- who used to be on IGN, and she totally she was talking about Batman, and because they, they did the reveal of the new of the new Batmobile, which I think looks stupid. It looks just like the Tumbler, and it's it fucking, does look yeah. exactly um, like the fucking and got Tumblr. stolen in Detroit. But um, but anyway, <laughs> so she's doing a story. And she says, she just totally in stride said, Batman versus Superman, Dong of Justin. Like, without even Dong. missing a beat. <laughs> without just like, she didn't even crack. Dong she just, she's just Dong of Justin. And I lost it. I was just laughing my ass <laughs> off. So anyway, back to, uh, back to J. Michael Straczynski I, and reading comics. You associate there Dongs you with uh, Justice then? That's, that's how it works. Dawn of Justice, Dong of Justin. Dong of there Justice. There you go. Good. <laughs> no, that's more or less all I had to say. I'm like starting the third trade. Uh, I'm I'm reading it because a friend recommended it because I am I have been writing superhero comics lately. Mm. It is a thing. Mm. So, oh, it's ah. fun. It Did is. it possibly get recommended to you by listening to the Trade Secrets podcast? No, clearly <laughs> I hey, forgot that we even the did name that. Of the book. podcast during the podcast. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> The Drake. word of the day is trade the secrets. Anytime you say trade secrets, <laughs> scream real loud. You said the word of the day. <laughs> brings me brings me way back to after the fact, where oh, every Jesus. time that came up, we were like, after the You were real drunk at that time. Uh, that that one time, right? Yeah, that's the only time. It no, happened. I just said that time. <laughs> no, the most I mean, that, that period of three years. That whole time. The most. <laughs> The most drunk I've ever been was at the PAX or Emerald City ones that we did because we were sitting in the Sheraton, uh-huh. and, and while we were doing those, I was I no. just kept drink. I just I was that like, doesn't Cast- that Castlevania. doesn't not even compare to the Castlevania, Castlevania 4. Yeah, no, no it was uh, Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Yeah, the Castlevania Bloodlines episode of After the Fact. Uh, Luke had we to record were, an apology. <laughs> we were, I remember we killed an almost almost an entire fifth of scotch in that episode. Johnny Walker Blue Label. Yeah. Oh man. And it was only two episodes before that that uh, we poured Patrick as a shot of Oban that he shot. It was what I, I approve of that. By it was the like way. A, it was, I, yeah. It was like a two finger drama Oban, and he just goes blurg and downs oh. it. That that by the way, I feel sad about that. If anybody who listens to this show has not listened to After the Fact, I will I will find the episode that has the not the Bloodlines episode because you can f- <laughs> you can go find the Bloodlines episode as an episode fucking terrible as a listening to a bunch of drunk idiots try and make points fucking hilarious um it's but like drunk history i need to find that i need to find the episode with patrick because the 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 easter egg on that episode was that shot of open and hit the the sound that he makes when he shoots he's like um you're not supposed to shoot scott oh you're not supposed to shoot scott oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> sorry i reminiscing oh. about old podcasts that's a, but, si- that's a sipping sip, sip. Oh, f- yeah. oh. Yeah, it was uh, it was some fun times. Like you know, I was thinking and about your point earlier with the uh, the guy who you said like can run fast, but he doesn't really understand what he's supposed to do with it, right? Yeah. And I was wondering, so like, wouldn't wouldn't the extent of your superpowers depend on how creative you were as a person? Right. Green Lantern. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I mean, if Green Lantern has no imagination, it's, then he's it kind of sucks. Well, I mean, he sucks already. But I, I can make this green. Well, block. and that's, that's the all other thing. Do. It's like the Green Lantern power, like the overpowered Superman power, is just like I, I feel like it's the little kid on the playground that's like, well, I I want my power to be all the powers. Yeah. It, it, no, you're exactly right. And the thing, it's like Superman. The reason why it's like, it, I guess. The longer he's around, the more he's like, "Wait, can I do this? Oh shit, I can do this too!" Like, and I, and I guess yeah. that's how they're trying to justify it. Yeah, but I think. Yeah. It, I mean, I and and that's how supreme power is too. Where he Hyperion, the he's like Superman, and he starts off, he doesn't really realize what his powers were, and then he's like, "Ah, I can do this," and pretty much he starts to realize that he is the most powerful being on that planet. It's, it's really If I just kill watch. a puppy with my laser eyes, then I can do that to the people too. Well, it's just like, it's just like if you went to the gym, it's like it's and you and you put up weight and you're like, I wonder if I can do 5 more pounds. You know what I mean? It's, it's just and and Welcome you, to my daily struggle. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Well, five, wait, five more pounds of Coke? Or five more, you know, you know column A. Either really or. helps out with a little column B sometimes. Well, uh, yeah. I will talk little, about one final thing that has nothing to do with, with cocaine. Uh, you think you're doing lines Aww. of Coke and you're actually doing lines of Angel Dust. Exactly. Mm. So I have been enjoying uh, Boombox, which is the... I walked out of the room for two seconds. What the fuck did I just miss? Yeah, nothing <laughs> of, of Andy is five pounds of cocaine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Boombox <laughs> is a subset of Boom Studios that is doing really exciting stuff. They did Midas Flesh. Uh, they're doing Lumberjanes. I am excited to pick up a copy of the one of a comic that they're just now coming out with um, by Jake Lawrence called Teen Dog. Teen or team? Teen Dog. Teen Dog. Teen Dog. He's team a cool dog would have been teen dog. Teen Titans? A dog, dog? quote, teen a dog. dog who is a teenager and super chill and way awesome at everything like skateboarding and gaming and watching movies and hanging out. So I liked it better when it was Airbus. So he's basically <laughs> two years old because... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've only got one seven-year period of teenage life with a dog. Uh, I suspect it will be down my alley in that way that I sometimes think that really dorky things are absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Completely so. Lumberjanes. Uh, Lumberjanes, like shit's getting real in Lumberjanes. It's good. It's I've only read the first issue. I'm, I'm going to read the rest. Get through issue four. Issue four shit gets real. Okay. It's, it's good. Supernatural Girl Scouts. Uh, r- fucking hilarious in, in really immature ways. I, I would... I mean, it is an all-ages comic, as many of the Boom Studios things are, but I would recommend it to to, to anyone, especially anyone. Like, if you think Adventure Time is at all amusing, you would like Lumberjanes. Uh, for this episode of the Trade Secrets Podcast, we read a, a book that Andy forced on us called Jersey Guys. Uh, actually, Ed was the one who recommended this one. Ed, Ed. Ridgeway. Ridgeway? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, th- I'm Ed still Ridgeway? blaming it on you because you passed it on. Hey, I think it's good. Um, well, then we'll Your let you start. Okay, so Jersey Jersey Gods, uh, I don't remember who the writer and artist are. Can somebody pull um, it up on? Mark Wade writes significant bits of it, but I feel like he didn't write the first no, issue. No, I Is think he, true? I don't think he, I don't, he's not the main writer. I think he wrote just a, a couple he, side stories. Yeah, he writes like um, the backstory stuff. We're pulling it up on anyway. the. I, I apologize. I should be able to remember this, but I got zero sleep last night. And Glenn I'm Brunswick dead. and Dan McDade. There you go. Um, so. They, the writer and artist there, I'm like, my brain is almost as fried as Andy's right now. Um, it is about uh, a group of 
extraterrestrial gods, basically, um, in kind of the Kirby style of, it, of <clears throat> inhumans, yeah, effectively. Inhumans, like, new gods. Of, um, yeah. yeah, more new Externals, gods. that sort of stuff. Uh, um, juxtaposed with the story of a uh, Jersey fashion writer, um, and I don't remember her name off the top of my head for some reason, because that's how much of an impact that character had on me. Insignificant. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's call her Snooky. So yeah, sure. That works. Nice. Sure. So uh, the point of the story being, Snooky's having a really shitty Christmas s- uh, season, and she's because she's so self-involved that, like, gosh, it turns out that all of her sort of superficial boyfriends break up with her on holidays. And yeah, and um, she ended up dating her best friend. Ends up running across uh, a Brock. battle between two of these inhuman gods, and uh, effectively saving. One of them from destruction by, by totes uh, making by out by him. kissing him by um, kissing him. I'm gonna let Andy start on this because I need to really, really need to find out why the fuck you you suggested this for us. Okay, so uh, it's more the style than the actual content of the book because it reminds me very much of the stuff that I started out reading when okay. I was um, I don't know like this would probably be mid '80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a combination of the artwork and sort of the overall. It's a simpler book in certain aspects, and I really appreciate that because I don't need everything to be super complex. I, I sometimes like just reading a thing where it's like, okay, the bad guys are the bad guys, the good guys are the good guys. That's kind of why I'm interested in Teen Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, just when you look at the pages, like, the art style is this, like, it's screaming Jack Kirby at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. like... You know, the, well, uh, and see, that's that's actually one of my problems. It's not that it's screaming <laughs> Jack Kirby at you; it's that it's a blatant <laughs> imitation. Like, it's not just you do not it's think not it j- earned the homage nah, or the parody. I don't. I I think it's totally an homage. I I, like, I don't see it as an homage. I see it as an imitation. And you know that's what, this what book, I don't like. This book reminds me of the Tooth a little bit in terms of like it's an homage to a certain era. Yeah, uh, yeah actually, sure. It may or may not be right successful. Um, like. Obviously, these guys have come and they've seen, you know, this was the stuff that they were raised on. Sure. And they yeah. want to, you know, pay tribute to Kirby. And I really, really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go back to, like, the late 70s, early 80s comics, like, before, like, Claremont really had his run oh, with fuck so Chris basically, Claremont. Basically, before modern age. Before modern age. Yeah. This is a perfect, like, replication of that sort of style. And, and I know uh, before we were recording, you said you had some issues with some of the, the jokes and whatnot. There's just like, there's a lot of, uh, okay, so backing it up a little bit. One of my issues with the book was just that there were these two parallel storylines that sort of like touched at points and they were kind of trying to interweave them, but they didn't really get there until like the end of issue five. And it felt like uh, sort of conflicted in terms of genre Um, Mm -hmm. and sort of just like the parallels of the storylines felt awkward. Like it felt like I was, I was changing channels more than um, that. These two were going to really like thematically connect nicely. Uh, The jokes issue I had is there was just like, especially in the like storyline on earth, there's just a bunch of cheap, cheap bigoted jokes that um, I mean, all of these, like you say, it's a simple story. So the characters don't have a great deal of depth. And I know that's on purpose because it's evoking a cartoony style. Nonetheless, there's the fashion designer who like randomly mentions that she's a trans woman because it's supposed to be a cheap joke as opposed to it's significant to anything. And um, like she's presented as hyperbolic and as a parody of herself. 
And then there's a uh, department store dude who's like selling knockoff jeans who's like uh, says, you know, you think you get to know a guy and then he goes and gives you a nasty virus, which cheap joke, cheap age joke for laugh. Yeah, uh, that that <laughs> one joke, I guess I'm like uh. that one in particular is like there's no real reason why that's in there. Other than that, though, like the. Um the uh, the comment about being a boy, looking at like a boy when she was younger that that could that could be read as positive if there wasn't necessarily the history of um, trans people being used as punchlines. Yeah, like I and can, if it and if it was in a setting that was um, that did actually have more depth than this, like right. the fact that it the 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 shallow nature of it, and then the offhanded AIDS slash gay joke that Anne just mentioned, kind of strips that any credit it for me it strips like, oh. any credibility out of the possibility of that being a positive uh representation so follow me through on this i think that is like the like if you isolate that one line out of it you can take the rest of it pretty lightheartedly like i i think you're looking a little bit too deep into the other comments i think of it as like it's it's a sundae with like a shit cherry on top <laughs> it's like i could take off the shit cherry and eat the rest of the Sunday, but I'm still thinking about the fact that it was on there. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. See, and that's and that my my thing with that is that um, in say. in a simplistic story like this, yeah, it's oh. simple and it's lighthearted, but it because of the fact that it's written so simplistically, it also relies on and falls back on cheap humor, um, and doesn't doesn't it, the writer doesn't seem to have the. Uh, wherewithal to think about the fact that his cheap humor um while it may you know work for being cheap uh, still hits on subjects that are that, that are, are a little more sensitive now than they would have been in the exactly 70s. um which you just you know if you want to if you want to write an homage that's fine but you've got to <laughs> you've got to write it with modern sensibilities in mind um unless you are going to go 100 percent complete caricature with it Right. Okay. And that is actually one of my biggest problems with this book is that it straddles this line yeah. between: um, is it supposed to be a um, an homage to Kirby, where they are paying tribute to the concept of uh, comparing and contrasting the lives of these gods with a with a lowly human and showing the similarities? Um, or is it supposed to be straight up satire where they're they're making jokes because you know they have a purposely shallow human character and purposely shallow gods where they you know they they put them against each other to make jokes and they don't seem to be able to find out that like they can't figure out which side of that line yeah. they want to be on and what the the problem with that is that they end up falling short of both. It's sort of like the parallel storylines thing. It's like it's straddling two sides of a trying to do two things at once and never really doing either. So, I don't know. So I guess as a counterpoint, I feel like that it is definitely purposeful that like, so if you think of, you know, um, the jokes that are made in the human life, how they're petty and whatnot, that's a good contrast to the pointless battles that the gods side falls on. Sure. That's true because most of the plot there did feel fairly p- 
pointless. Like we're gods and we punch each other because this has always been the thing. Yeah. I, and I think that is sort of the, the homage aspect to Kirby stuff. Cause I mean, Kirby wrote stuff like, you know, uh, Galactus and silver surfer hanging out on the moon or sorry, this Thor and Galactus hanging out on the moon talking about how much of a bummer it was to be a God and how everything sucks. So you literally have two of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe hanging out on a desolate wasteland mm-hmm. talking about how life sucks. I have been reading Paradise Lost lately, and I have to say they did it a little bit better there. but <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Eh. Just a smidge. Just, you know. I just, and I, I get, I get the, the ultimate thrust, right? Like the purpose of the homage. <laughs> <laughs> um I just don't think that they succeeded in it, and that's and that's where that's where it falls short to me is that I feel like um, so you have this you have this storyline that is very the storyline is clearly an homage to Kirby because that's like Kirby and um, um, who wrote Marvels was it Kurt Busiek? Uh Dan. Oh, sorry, uh, Marvels. Um, that was Kurt Busiek, wasn't it? Yeah. He wrote, and Kurt Busiek wrote, writes Astro City. Yeah. Um, and those, like, if if you want to talk about, like, an homage to Kirby-esque comics where they are contrasting the lives of superheroes slash gods versus the humans that they protect and and defend, I mean, Astro City is it. Astro City and Marvels are, are Marvels especially is the one where you're looking at the suit, the the I battles of superheroes and powers, sure, but um, uh, Marvels was the one where you're looking at all of these superheroes that we've been reading for forty years from the perspective of a human who's um, not even doesn't even register on their they're like, not even a blip. They're not even a blip on their radar, right? They're a person who is seeing this happen around them, and and I think Astro City has a kind of a similar similar bent, and I think they Tom Strong's another good one, and yeah. Those are good storylines on the serious homage side, right? Where they're like, um, we're being very, you know, respectful and serious about this. And I'm trying to think of, I, I haven't I, I read a lot of like caricature type, like satire of it. Um, I don't think it's intended to be serious, but I do think it's intended to be an homage. Sure. And that's and that's where I'm actually leading okay. with this is that um, I don't think it's intended to be entirely serious, but that's. But the comedy falls so flat, at least for me, that um, you get to a point where you're like, you need to figure out where you want to be here. You need to, you know, you either need to be, you either need to go straight up fucking Kirby, like hardcore Kirby homage, or you need to be, um, uh, what was the one that I just had one in my head that was, uh, you need to be fucking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You need to be completely whack job. Like, irrelevant. Uh, funny. Irreverent? Was irreverent. That yeah. yeah. Sorry. It, it, it definitely is whatever. irrelevant. Like, I'm sorry. I, it's like... Freudian. <laughs> I, uh, I tripped on the, a Freudian the slip. The best Freudian slip in the history of, of Trade Secrets podcast. Oh, that was the, <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. We know what Andy... Yeah. I See, this is the thing. Your half-drunk, half-asleep mind is telling us what you actually think of the comic. Half-drunk. <laughs> yeah. It's only home. half... Yeah, there you go. Now, you, Once you finish that, you'll be full drunk. Uh, so <laughs> I... Half-drunk, full-drunk consequences. <laughs> I was disappointed in the fact that it was... It's an, it's an image book, and I know that one of the first... Um, when Image first started, I, there was a couple titles I read from that, and I, and the difference between for me 
with reading an image book and reading like a Marvel or DC book is that a lot of the cliches, the typical cliches that you found in those big two books, you didn't find image books because the writers uh, had so much freedom. And I read this and I was like, man, like every single supervillain, like every cliche you could possibly think of was contained mm-hmm. within five issues of comic book. <laughs> I think that's and, uh, and, and, kind uh, of an and, achievement. Well, 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 like that being said, so it was like, perfect example. There's a point where the supervillain has captured the superhero. They're like, you know, and then he has them totally shit out of luck. But then somehow he has to let the hero go, even though he still wants to kill a hero. Like he's the only person that can because save he's them the only from a person threat. that can save them from lar- is exactly. So with that, it's like, man, why could he just kill him? Like let him die. Like it's just it's, do something new. Yeah, just you know, just fine. Hey, he's dead because you have all these god characters. And you could have easily shifted the momentum to the 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 I guess I'm gonna say black god character who was like the son of one of the elder Helius. Helius sounds right, yeah, yeah. Helius, or to the other one who was like who had the speed thing where he could run really fast or whatever. I, I don't yeah. see black characters or white characters. I mean <laughs> characters. <laughs> I had to describe a character because I forgot the I name. Know. But it, but literally that's what I felt. I I felt that after I read this, I was like, man, I've really covered. Pretty much all every year of comic right. book cliches within five issues of comic book. So l- let me uh, let me close off. Uh, I, I get you guys do not like the writing. <laughs> I'll just sort of put one last counterpoint, yeah. and then I want to talk about the art for a little bit. I I, I still have a couple things I want to address. Okay, <laughs> with Eddie's why, why don't you go first? So what I was going to say is that um, I agree. I do think that that was intentional, and where I and when you've got a book like this where you're trying to be. You know, you're you're trying to say this is my love letter to Jack Kirby, right? Um, you have to have, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You have to put something in it that makes it more interesting than just the gimmick, and that's my biggest problem. Especially the first thing that you think when you see the art is, "Wow, this is this is Kirby. This is somebody," and and I. With the first issue, I was definitely willing to be like, okay, they're they're doing an homage to Kirby's stuff, and it's going to be, you know, they're going to lead somewhere with it. And then, by the time I was on issue three, I was very much in that. This is not. This is no longer an homage to Kirby. This is just kind of an just kind of imitative, and um, the cliche stuff is is definitely intentional. Right. Um, but they don't they don't balance it by actually. They don't. They don't update anything. They don't. Yeah, um, just, and they. They also don't go into straight up satire. Like the tooth, I feel like was that had um, a lot more satirical. The missing issue and the and the torn pages and the yeah. advertisements and everything was so much. It was like we are an making of the time. an artifact. Yeah, an artifact of this this old time. And in in because there's also. Um, like there's the whole line of Kirby comics too, and I don't remember what what company puts them out but you know what i'm talking about there's a whole it's a whole bunch of stuff that actually kirby created and other artists are taking those and kind of making kirby-esque superhero stories out of them and they are for the most part they're very successful because uh they've got that kirby feel but they've um they've taken the stories and uh given them this really interesting mix of modern and old Kirby-esque sensibilities. Um, I don't think the balance was there here, um, neither in the art or the writing, where like you, you see all the cliches, 
but then nothing ever gets turned on its head. Nothing ever gets um, the jo- the jokes are kind of unfunny, so it, the, you don't really have the comedy to balance it. And you, you you I'm sitting here looking at art that. And I've said this before. I said it online and got uh, my shit pushed in for it. I don't like Kirby's art. I understand its place in the comic book industry and the comic and the history of comic books. And I don't think it's bad. Uh, it's just I, not, it's not my style. I don't like it. And so when I'm reading this book, I'm immediately in that mind frame of this looks like Kirby's art, and I don't fucking like Kirby's art. And mm. if I'm reading an homage to Kirby, mm-hmm. it better be very Kirby. And this one just like. It all the things they were all the I could see the framework of what they were trying to do, but I but there was no there was no fucking drywall on it, and no paint, and it was just unpolished, and it felt it just fell totally flat. The only thing missing shoulder boards. <laughs> yeah. True. So they so my my problem with this is I, I did see what they were going for. With everything was supposed to be Kirby, right? <laughs> but with with Kirby everything was lighthearted, you know? It was a a time back in the 60s where they didn't they didn't want to deal with all these super issues or whatever. Also, I mean, comics code was in full effect. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yep. And so, and so when they, they bring up jokes like, oh, my, my parents are going to think I'm a lesbian, or hey, look, this guy has AIDS, or um, all those jokes that kind of get mean-spirited, or the, even the gods that were, there were, they were Jersey gods, because all they were talking about is like, hey, let's go clubbing. You need to hook up with this girl. And it's, yeah, they might as well. Digits, holy hurt. fucking shit! Yeah, they might it's, as well have called that guy the situation. Yeah, if, right. Like. And, and so every time that I tried to, okay, let's if. go. This is what they're going for, <laughs> and then they would come up with some modern reference or throw some kind of bullshit in there that would just take me out of it. Like when they finally, when when uh, the main character and, and the girl finally hook the up. Rock. Yeah, and and he goes, like, oh, your your glide board burned my my wall and he's like well it happened because i i got a little excited i was like god damn it you know why do you have to bring up like sex if, if, the you're, kids, if you're trying if, to be if you're trying to be like a throwback to kirby and all these lighthearted like good and evil battles and then bring up that they're gonna have sex and they're like oh you know i got a little excited it's a little lowbrow yeah, it's you know, it's, there was it's a lot of I burned the wall around. because you know I got excited. The and Jack then, Kirby comic movie by the Fairley Brothers, the so, Hammer. Yeah, pretty much. And that's Jersey what Shore got superpowers. It would be Jersey guys. And so that's what got me. And then the whole like the girl character it was totally unlikable for me. Same. I tried to like her, but she was just so petty. And I want to I want to talk about her in context of uh, an indie comic. Yeah. Uh, that no. one of the what? intruder guys uh, <laughs> ca- came out with. It was on the back page of the intruder for a long time, but it's it's also published as a mini. It's called Scorched Earth, and it has the least likable protagonist ever. But it's like is it me? <laughs> just, <laughs> just just read it. Just like you should actually you, you should really seriously read Scorched <laughs> Earth. Read Prince of Thorns, uh, and that'll give you a really unlikable. But the thing dark. is, it's it's like. The narration is like it's first person from this guy's perspective, and it's obviously supposed to be like ironic about how ridiculously wretched of a human being this guy is, and it's him going around, and eventually he's after he's like alienated everyone and you know destroyed things, he ends wretched. up like going going back and hanging out with his mom, and it's sort of like a uh, a portrait, a very like self aware portrait of this guy being a pathetic jerk. 
um, whether or not that's worth your time to read is up to you. But it's like it's real. It's real commitment to this perspective, mm-hmm. and I feel like there was that's partial really. commitment to her perspective. Like yeah. it, there was a little bit of that, like outside irony when it's like, oh, well, here's me. You know, I'm going shopping. Dress up. Oh, I can. Well, buy more like I can clothes. dress up my boyfriend in this stupid sweater, and he'll totally do it because he's moldable. Yay! Oh, he broke up. <laughs> well, and I think yeah. Ah, but well, okay. you, but you so, thought wrong. So one more thing, though. In, I think, the fourth and fifth issue, they start going back to 10,000 years before with the Great War. And that stuff was actually pretty good because it, it showed up. That's of, because it was written by Mark Wade. Uh, it, is that <laughs> the reason why? Yeah. Because yeah. It was, it was, I was like, this, I wanted to see more of that. Yeah, you know? like that, that was that the stuff that was, was probably good, the most yeah. interesting. And it... it, it felt better to me one because i like mark wade's writing for the most part and two they had a different artist on it who felt more like he was uh, it felt more like an actual homage to kirby-esque style as opposed to a blatant imitation of kirby's artwork yeah i can say Um, that for sure so those parts i definitely they've they definitely felt better to me than the main storyline what i was going to say about the it's it's disappointing anyway, the main woman I, I, is that i feel like i feel like the storyline in part is supposed to be redemptive for her in some way yeah because she, she starts married. out she's like ah it's fucking stupid people and i and you she, guys gotta you know, remember this is just the first arc no, yeah, I, know, yeah. I, know. I understand and <laughs> so I, I know. that's what i'm saying it's like <laughs> we're and seeing a like, redemption don't, track don't for her. kill me and hey Hey, if you I, don't want to critique, don't give us no, no, fucking no. I, books I, to read. I, I, I'm saying that you know there's more to it than what we read, and just keep that in mind when critiquing. Yes, yeah. but for the purposes, the, yes, I understand. Well, that we're doing the first five issues. We're doing the first five issues, and you can you can always say that there's more to it. But the first five issues that I read has to give me the the impetus to read the rest, exactly. yeah. and exactly. it, it hasn't. Like so. Like you wanted to talk about the art. Let's Okay, well, I, so I I, I, I am I, I am done. You're done? Okay, yeah, you're done. I'm, I'm done. So I just want to I want to close out the writing section by saying that there is a certain quality that the book is going for that I think you guys are taking a little bit too seriously and like that's where the mean, the mean nature just comes out from. Mm. Where if you read it sort of as a if this was written in the 70s would this have been intended just for a not necessarily a cheap laugh but a simple one? Um like and I, I get where you guys are coming from. That mm-hmm. you know, if you read it with modern sensibilities, that it's going to come across mean nature, but that's not the intent. Yeah. So it, as you read it, the intent is that you are racist and homophobic. <laughs> 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 Just like the seventies. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, more realistically, sorry, not sorry. I mean, I don't want to time. Tra- I don't want. I don't want to time travel to anything before 1980. <laughs> uh, 1980 wasn't that great either. It really wasn't. I mean, it's just the most tolerable. I'm not, as Louis C.K. said, I'm not. I'm not saying that white people are better, <laughs> but being white is clearly awesome. better. <laughs> oh, time oh, travel! Man. I, I'll, say, sorry, okay, Andy, I'll, we're I'll, I'll say we're going to derail I didn't, everything you say. I'll say that I didn't. I mean, you know, I, I take no comic books seriously, so to speak. Really, so what? I mean. And I've read all sorts of stuff in comics. Um, you know, there's an issue of Spawn where he in, he gets with the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, there's there's all sorts of racism throughout that whole book. I mean, you know, so the thing is, I, when I read a comic book, I I accept the fact that it's clearly fiction, and and I don't take I don't take any of it to heart or serious. Sure. So I I read it for what it's worth, you know. And of course, I mean, I, I think I get Luke's point though when I say, I, I, you know, he says the first five. I read like. 
two issues of something and it's not cracking, like I'm just like, well, yeah, no, I, I that's how I usually. <laughs> I, I'll give, I will give a comic book most of the time four issues. Three. I think been your standard. Three is my standard. Was it Letter 44 was the one that you were like... Letter 44, I made it to the fourth issue only because I forgot to cancel it before the fourth issue <laughs> ended up in my subscription box. Um, but, y- yeah, I, yeah. I'm two to three, and if it's not in two to three, getting, you know, doing I it for me, then I'd, I'd... I might have given this two issues if we weren't reading it for the show, and, <laughs> and that's as far as I'd have gotten. So. Okay, let's let's okay. just talk about, talk about the, the art. art. Okay. Art. I love it. I think it's great. It totally reminds me of this time frame when I was a kid. Everything was filled with wonder. Like <laughs> shit's super colorful. Yeah. With like wonder, yeah. You know, everything is oh, just yeah. like the superheroes are obviously superheroes, and they turn into like giant fucking god yeah. superheroes. And so, so basically, like power, like a power, like a like it's a like they're like ten thousand su- Power Rangers. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> by our powers combined. combined. I, I love the Inhumans. I love yeah uh, the Celestials, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they showed up in Earth X, I was like, fuck yeah! I haven't seen these guys in years. You know that stuff. I think it's super rad, and I think that this book, with like just how vibrant it is, yeah. like if you look at a page, there's just color all over the place, yep. and you know you can tell by the colors sort of what someone's like affiliate. Like, are they a good guy or are they a bad guy? You can look at them, that's and true. not even I with the lines themselves. Sure. Just look at the colors that they're using, and you're like, that's a bad guy. It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Like you can flip to any page in this book, and just you know, like you know automatically mm-hmm. what's going on to a certain extent. Sure. Yeah, and uh, and the the character creation for all those heroes was definitely dynamic too. They all had various colors, and not everybody was the pretty much the same tones and whatnot. It's, it's technically proficient. I mean, you can look at someone's <laughs> silhouette and know what that character is because they're so. Yeah, different. I thought the character design in that in that aspect was good. Mm-hmm. Power gauntlets. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing is I didn't have a problem with the the art. Per se, I mean, there was one scene where, like, the designer was jumping a fence, and it, she like had her leg over the fence, like she was um, walking over a stool or something like that. It's like that's not really how you go over a fence <laughs> for the style of artwork, though. That is actually pretty, like, for the that kind of Kirby esque style. Yeah, like, that's, that's that's how it is. And that's, and that's the only thing that is just the the writing just killed it so badly for me. I didn't necessarily. From the perspective of someone who doesn't like Kirby's art, that I mean, I have to set that aside for a second and just look at the art objectively. And the art was not, certainly not bad. Um, it is definitely a purposeful attempt to uh, evoke Kirby, right? right yeah. And um, there, there is that line that you straddle uh, where you look at something like that and do you do you think of it as homage or do you think of it as, as imitation, right? And I, I unfortunately fall on the imitation side of the line. However, I, the art is definitely not bad. It is, it is, it, I may think it's an imitation of Kirby, but it's a really good imitation of Kirby, right? Um, the, the style is there. It, you're right. The characters are super vibrant and they're all hyper muscular, you know, super god type yeah, guys. Like, and that, that's, and like, that's the entire point. It's not yeah. normal. Like even the normal people are, you know, pretty. Like you don't see like a super like out of shape person, right? It's they're just, all svelte and attractive, like on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> um, well, and the, so much rage, Ann. I know, right? So much. <laughs> You're gonna get a red power ring here soon. Although I have to say, I was really amused, genuinely, about how uh, Superman's. I can't remember the name of the dude. Barack's Rock. shirt uh, fit 
what's her face after they'd slept together and she's like wearing his shirt around yeah. and all of a sudden it's like it actually kind of fits the curves just because like his yeah. lats are like literally <laughs> twice the diameter of the rest of his yeah <laughs> yeah yep. i'll wash it and give it back to you later uh. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be more i'll wash it and give it back to you I'll later wash it and give it back to you later to later war war like i'll wash it do all like i mean if we're going full you know they're all like sure i'd be like fuck you i'm keeping this shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they're all like oh yeah hada, hada. i kind of wanted it to go full jersey shore actually but uh. you think you're some kind of you, fucking god well, you think you're some, some um, hero so so i <laughs> I, we need to let's let's go into buy borrow burn for this one, and I, uh, we'll end with Andy because I know where he oh, where he at least man. lies on the positive side of the line. We're gonna start with Eddie. <sighs> I mean, I guess if I had extra money laying around, but I, I don't know. I think maybe borrow. I think I'd be fine with a borrowing for somebody. Yeah. I'm glad this isn't on my iPad because I'd burn my <laughs> iPad with it on it. <laughs> This is this is Don't for burn me. Mine. Let me put mine over this here. This is just maybe in case you get rambunctious. I wholly disliked this book, um, and it's. I I don't know all the episodes that we've did we've done between Holy Terror and now, but this is uh, one of the worst things I've read since Holy Terror. I would burn it. However, <laughs> if you are a huge Kirby fan, I think you should borrow it from someone i'd burn it oh fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry i, I was it's okay nobody likes super truck and boring girl yeah super truck and boring girl holy terror i'd read super truck and boring girl again before i read this <sighs> like it's just such it's i did read all of echo by the way it, andy in, is spending in, money like, on this book it, it invokes it bad, the 70s so well and I really, really appreciate that, like from a historical aspect. And not ass everything. Point. You just said ass point. Did you say ass <laughs> point? Aspect. I don't know. I, 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 I know like, what you were trying like, to well, say. But <laughs> I thought you said ass pump for a second. I was like, what the hell? What, I, I what, what is that? I what is, yeah, I don't bubble, even know what, what that is. What is that? Bubble, it's, bubble, It was a different time in the 70s. Bubble, 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 butt. Giant bushes everywhere. It was crazy. I was like, wait, what? What just happened? I was like, yeah, are you, you, you? What year is it? Yeah, what, no. I'm just saying that are, if we were recording we? in the 40s, the three of you wouldn't be nearly as lippy. <laughs> so if you're an aging racist, <laughs> no, nearly as lippy. Okay, can I can I say one thing now? <laughs> with black black canary with black canary oh, and Zatanna, God. it was kind of a throwback too. It was campy and Absolutely. and I and I enjoyed that a, a lot too, better yeah. than this because it wasn't as mean-spirited campy there was it was really melodramatic right we're so, we were supposed one, to we were supposed to end this round on andy yes. so that we could end on a positive here, he did and then we yeah. lit it on fire <laughs> oh did i yeah. uh i'd say um it's a buy if you're a huge fan of kirby um if you don't have the historical perspective where you don't sort of have that reference point. It might be a, a borrow because it you do need that that reference to yeah, sort yeah. of get where it's Context. coming from. We have all the episodes through episode eighty one planned out. 
this was Jersey Gods, episode 76. Episode 77, we are doing the first trade of uh, the New 52 Harley Quinn. Oh, Puddin, you shouldn't have. Uh, on episode 78, <laughs> we're doing Transformers All Hail Megatron, which was is suggested and given, us, given to us by a fan. Uh, episode 79, we're going to do volume one, the library edition volume one of, of Hellboy, which is... Uh, Wake the Devil and Seeds of Destruction? Seeds of Destruction and Wake the Devil, yep. Uh, and then episode 80, is it's a round-numbered episode, so it's one of our long read episodes. We're doing the entirety of Transmetropolitan. Just yeah. not the entirety, we're just doing the ten volumes, we're not doing the zero. Okay, sure. We're doing the ten volume main run of Transmetropolitan. Yeah. Uh, and then episode 81, we're going to do Brian J. Glass's Furious. Um, it's Brian Glass and Victor Santos, who are also the same creative team that did uh, Mice Templar. Or are doing are Mice doing Templar, because I know it was originally Emming, and then it moved to Victor Santos. Uh, so yeah, if um, if you got any questions or comments or anything oh, you want read on the show for Harley Quinn, Transformers, All Hail Megatron, Hellboy, Transmetropolitan, or Furious... You can send us an email at tradesecretsatgeekerific.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at the Trade Secrets Pod. Not the Trade At Trade Secrets Pod. The Trade Secrets the Pod. The Trade, trade, the trade Secrets yeah, Pods. Like the Ohio State. The yeah. Ohio State <laughs> University. Luke Matthews. The Trade Secrets Podcast. <laughs> uh, you can... Uh, what else can we do? You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash trade secrets podcast. And uh, we all are on Twitter individually as well. Eddie. At Grape Doctor. Ann. At Anbean Tweets. Joel. At Superfly. Andy. Eddie Andy. Are we a baby now, too? I think so. I am at Geek Elite. We talk about comics a lot. Thank you guys for for being. This is a real short outro because there's really nothing left to talk about. So We have literally said all the words. Well done. It's got it. Yeah, we gotta just like go. Yay, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other white your guy bed in the room is cheers. a time travel machine to breakfast. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so yeah, you've you've heard what we're gonna do for the next several shows. If you want to be part of the show, you can reach us at any of those places. Uh, and we love to hear from fans. Uh, we we very typically our group on Facebook has become pretty active with some of our fans, uh, and we always are on there answering questions and stuff. So if you want to talk to us directly, hit up our Facebook group, or you can email us questions, and we will talk to you there. This has been episode seventy six of the Trade Secrets Podcast. Thank you, Eddie, for coming up. You're welcome. Thank you, Andy, for loaning us your apartment. Anytime. Thank you, Joel, for driving up from Renton. No Renton. problem. Thank you, Ann, for coming to well, the shit, east I drove side. The, <laughs> I drove the most distance. Yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> but he th- you got thanked first, though. So that's true. I did. Th- get thank you, Luke, first. for hosting tonight. You're yeah. welcome. Now get the fuck out of my apartment. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>